It's true that we learn how to love and how Albert learns how to love is around the kitchen table. We learn how to love around the Eucharistic table. And so let's pray to the Holy Spirit because that's where the disciples are today in the Gospel. Come Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit and there shall be a new creation and you shall renew the face of the earth. Most of you will probably have a meal, maybe a lunch, maybe a brunch for some of you. Albert's going to have his great big party and thank his mom and dad for inviting all of us to La Rosa's afterwards to pay for our pizza. Let's give them a great big round of applause. <laughs> Albert didn't know he had such rich family. And uh, so, you know, I've been experimenting with food. I usually eat by myself because no one will eat my food, but I have uh, experimenting with, with sauces. There's a parishioner here. He has been a gourmet chef, I think, on, on his own, um, basically on his own talent. And I've asked him to show me what the five sauces are that make a meal gourmet. And, you know, you can put these sauces on anything and it changes the flavor of it. And the one sauce that I was trying to learn first off was called the Blanc sauce. It's, it's an extremely tasty sauce. I'll read what it is. It's primarily made of white vinegar, white wine, shallots, and butter. And then you heat it all together. And it, it just melts in your mouth. And then you pour it on fish, and it makes the fish melt in your mouth. Is anyone hungry? <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the, the thing of it is, though, that you can't use this for leftovers. Because the next day it just turns into a big blob. And it doesn't taste very good. So, it's important to keep it together. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's saying it's important to keep it together. Love one another as I have loved you. Just like that sauce, if it falls apart, it's no good. Got to keep it together. Keep your love life together, your family life together. As I have loved you, love one another. He doesn't say love one another. You got to keep it together. As I have loved you. It's a symbiotic relationship. Now you wonder why Judas is mentioned at the beginning of this Eucharistic meal. Haven't heard from Judas for a while. But look what it says. When Judas had left them. Why does this dinner begin with Judas. This is, this is the opposite word for symbiotic is another word. It, it comes from the word Balin, which means throw, and dia, which means apart. You put the word together, diabolical. Throw apart. 
divide, separate, diabolical. Separate this love, love one another as I have loved you, just try to love one another, and it'll be diabolical. It'll be like leftover love. It'll fall apart and not taste very good. What Albert's receiving today is symbiotic love. To carry that love that he has for us into our love is symbiotic. Anything less than that is leftover love. Would you give somebody leftover love? Doesn't taste very good. It doesn't do anything. Doesn't transform the family or heal the society. Leftover love. So love one another as I have loved you. What does it mean as I have loved you? That's where John throws in this word glory. Now when I hear the word glory, like give glory to God, it's really trying to say this is how God loves us. But when I think of glory, I think of the baseball player. I think of somebody hitting a home run. And they're running around the bases going, you know, God's number one. God, I give God all the glory. But that's not really what glory means. Listen to this one. I used to read this. I skipped over it because I didn't really care for the word glory. So if God is glorified in him, and God also glorified in him and himself, and God will glorify him at once, what in the world is all this glory for? And what it means is that God loved us to the end. Not leftover love. God loved us to the end. And I think of... Uh, this little three-year-old, a little older than Albert, to ask his grandma, because we had these thunderstorms yesterday. He said, Grandma, does God feel the thunder like we do? Grandma has to stop and think about that. That's profound for a three-year-old. And she said, yes. She said, God feels the thunder like we do. Because God became one of us. He feels the thunder. He feels the horror in our life. He feels the hurt that you feel. He feels the fear that you feel. He feels the anxiousness you feel. He feels death the way you feel. And yes, because he loved us to the end, he became one with us. You know, because he's so close to us that way, he can wipe away every tear from our eyes. You don't let anybody touch your face. You know, you may be crying and somebody who comes up to you with a tissue wants to wipe your eyes away, get away from me, get, all, get out of my face. But if it's your family who really loves you, you'll let them wipe your tears from your face. And so Jesus says... He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there shall be no more death or mourning, wailing or pain for the old order has passed away. Behold, I make all things new. That's what happens when we have a symbiotic love. It makes all things new. 
it's as I have loved you, I loved you to the end, carry that selflessness into your love for each other. Have you ever had anybody embody that selflessness? Since it is the uh, that time for the international, we remember the uh, uh, International Day of Families. I think of a family this Friday. I was called to Children's Hospital, and and there was a family there. The boy, about Albert's age, had a brain a brain bleed. He had a seizure, and he was in out of it from two o'clock in the afternoon till six, and still no response. So I said, I better get over there right away. I got over there and. And his mother was laying on the bed with him. And of course, couldn't touch that side of the face where there was a brain bleed. It's just too painful. The boy was starting to come out of it. His eyes were swollen. He was pale. He was listening to a little song that was helping him called um, a video, Moravo or something like that. Does that ring a bell? Well, I don't know either, so forget that one. <laughs> Whatever it was, was helping him. And his mother was caressing his forehead, and the father was pacing the room. He just felt like he, he wanted to protect his son from this. But what I saw in that room was selfless love for that boy. Those parents embodied selfless love for him. That is symbolic love. Love one another as I have loved you. Dorothy Day once said, you know, she said, we live in a crazy world. I don't want to be like this crazy world. What we give to others for Christ's sake is what we will carry with us when we die. If we give... Christ-like selflessness. We will carry that with us when we die. So we invite Albert today in this beautiful, this is where we learn, this is where we learn how to love. Love one another as I have loved you. So as Albert prepares to receive his first Holy Communion, as we receive, as we enter more and more into this symbiotic relationship, which heals any diabolical relationship. Let's give Albert a great big round of applause on his first Holy Communion.